Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome to New Books in Critical Theory, which is a podcast that's part of the New Books Network. On this episode, I'm talking to Sylvie Jacobi, who is Head of Education at the London School of Mosaic, about art schools and place, geographies of emerging artists and art scenes. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. No, and uh, th- thanks for uh, for writing this incredibly interesting book that um, is a, a really fantastic kind of uh, social scientific um, look at the contemporary art school and its role, its function, its practices, its, um, I, I suppose, its, its atmospheres, its relations to place, um, and its kind of unique status as, a, as an educational institution. Uh, and the place to start, I think, is, is the question of, of what... Uh, you know, brought you to, to write the book and, and I guess what your sort of your interests were in um, in, in thinking about um, studying the art school? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it has a very um, strong um, personal background why I wrote this book because I um, actually went to art school myself. So um, I arrived in the UK in 2007 and um, did a few jobs and shortly after that um, I did apply to art school and um, I think I wanted to apply to art school in London just to kind of get away from my upbringings in um, Germany and um, throughout my sort of art school experience in the UK um, I always had this kind of comparative angle with um, what I thought art school and the art academy should be like from this German Um, perspective. So I found myself in this very unstructured um, environment in which you um, had a lot of freedom to do whatever you wanted in your um, artist studio in the art school. And um, in some ways, freedom was good to uh, get experience in the art world that you were exposed to being in London. But at the same time, it also caused a lot of confusion as to why this um, curriculum was so unstructured and what was I meant to do as a student. So, um, And I think some of this confusion um, led to me having so many questions around um, what art school education is and um, in comparison, again, to the German model of art school education. And um, so right after my... Finard um, undergrad, I went into um, studying a social science course um, at King's College London in creative cities um, to really um, investigate a little bit more um, a kind of geographical angle on the arts because I was very interested in what I was doing um, as an artist in London. And that kind of intensified my interest in actually connecting the story around um, the art school and place and finding out just more about why does it matter where you are being educated as an artist and what um, 
is this relationship that evolves between an artist and place while you are studying at an art school because being in an art school means you're also in one place most likely for the period of time in which you're studying so these questions yeah came from a very sort of personal inquiry and um really uh, connected the subjects that I was studying, which was fine art and geography. And um, there weren't a lot of other books or um, research, um, research generally around connecting these two areas um, and two disciplines. Yeah, and that's exactly uh, where the book is, is sort of situated, uh, actually, in that. Um, intersection between contemporary geography, creative industries or, or cultural policy, whatever you'd sort of call it, and then these questions of uh, of education as well. And I guess the education questions is really, really crucial, actually. And, and it's probably worth, if you could talk me through the idea of like what an art school actually is and what an art education is. And, and in some ways, you, you know, you'd sort of flagged up um, that, you know, kind of weird sense of freedom um, and in some ways, like lack of structure uh, that characterized your experience. And it'd be good to know a bit more about that in terms of that kind of sense of what, what's an art school like as an institution and what's an art education. So the art school can be, can um, mean multiple things. So um, in one way, yes, it's a place where you can have an art school education or an arts education. Often most art schools here in Britain teach art and design subjects in the same institution. In Germany, the art school would be most likely um, referred to as art academy. And um, in some ways, this is still restricted to the more fine art subjects. So this is where sort of the art school emerged from its sort of fine art roots, but it's been sort of more expanded into any other subject areas such as um, even to include design, uh, architecture, and other disciplines. Um, the art school also is a place itself where art students go to have their art education. And it, in that sense, it's also um, a, an important social environment for them where they have their studios, they can meet um, in a coffee shop that is in the art school, and, um, and lots of conversations develop um, while they're in this place. But also um, um, the art school is a workplace for um, artists who teach um, in, in the um, art school. And um, so, yeah, it's got multiple um, understandings of what an art school as a place or institution is. Um, and then uh, following on from this in terms of what is an art school or an art education, um, in the literature, often arts education is um, sort of explained as an arts education in secondary schools. So there's very little research on arts education from a higher education perspective. And in the book, very much the arts education that I'm talking about is um, fine art education. So I'm looking at um, the subject of fine art as sort of the origin of what an art school is associated with. And... Um, in terms of fine art education, what, what it really is, I mean, there's uh, different subject areas in some art schools which are still separated. These could be painting, sculpture, and media art. Um, 
but in many art schools now, it's actually sort of combined as fine art and people choose a different pathway that they want to focus on. And um, fine art education generally is more of an idea of what an education might be. You don't really have a very strict curriculum around, um, you know, skill-based artistic training, although that was um, important before the 1960s. But since the 1960s, with the conceptual turn in art, that was also then appropriated by um, the way the curriculum was structured. However, um, there's many differences between how different art schools and different fine art courses interpret um, what an art school curriculum is. And there's various books and uh, various conferences that um, art school internal or fine art internal deal with these kind of questions. Um, but what I said in terms of the studio environment, that is very important for fine art education because um, most courses you still have... Uh, permanent kind of studio that is allocated for each student and then um, they would be able to develop their practice in their own space with tutorials and um, group tutorials which are called crits or um, in, Ger in German there's a different term for that like a kind of class meeting and again uh, there's different hierarchies and structures within which fine art is taught so like in the German art school, you still have in some art schools, the sort of master figure. Um, and then you have a kind of um, the professor has a particular group of students that they teach throughout the duration of their um, diploma or their bachelor's course. Do tell me if I, you want me to explain um, some of these aspects in more detail, though. So I think that's a brilliant overview of the kind of multifaceted nature of arts education and specifically the art school. And that's maybe like one line that goes through the book. And the other line is, as, as you noted, is geography. Uh, and again, you know, this is something you'd gestured towards already. What is your, your sort of like geographic or, or place-based approach to understanding the art school? Um, you, you know, the book is called um, or has got art scenes in the title. Um, and obviously people are maybe sort of like familiar with the idea of uh, places having particular scenes, particular, you know, kind of moments, but it'd be good to hear a bit more about um, how you've taken that uh, kind of geographic or, or geography approach. Yeah. So I looked at it um, in uh, one way from a very, uh, from on the one side, uh, existing geographical um, texts on place like Doreen Massey's place and how place is um, uh, also connected um, between the local and the global because what really emerged um, from the interviews that I've undertaken was the sense that um, if you st study somewhere local um, you're not just connected to the local infrastructure. Students have developed links with um, external institutions or external students from other places. And um, this understanding of place, even though you were uh, so connected with your institution for these years of study, um, this sense of place was really expanded. And um, so some of the uh, book looks at this kind of um, global sense of place and um, what this means in terms of um, how 
how that coins the work that you produce or how much you are attached to a place um, and how you could be attached to a place while at the same time also being internationally connected. And um, while these are sort of the ge more geographical um, forms of analysis, I also applied the concept of um, communities of practice. And this is not um, itself a geographical concept. However, it really works quite well in terms of explaining the art school as a practice-based practice um, learning environment. And um, which forms in itself these communities um, that are these multiple communities that are inside the art school and how they are also um, connected with the external in a city, with the external art scene. And then um, the uh, community of practice has um, a sort of um, new concept that was developed around the uh, landscapes of practice <laughs> oh, and again this is not a geographical concept but um, um, what the landscape suggests is that uh, these communities of practice form a kind of imagined geography so I was imagining also the art scenes as imagined geographies that are tied each of these communities together by practice and where there are boundaries between the communities um, that people can cross and um, how there's um, kind of different geographical imaginations around that. Maybe I can give an example um, of um, some students in the Leipzig Academy. They do um, study a course called Media Arts and um, some of the lecturers on that course actually study, uh, uh, sorry, live in Berlin and um, some of the students also, while they're studying at Leipzig, moving to Berlin because they feel much more connected with the um, sort of Berlin art market, which is much more around, um, you know, performance-based practices, media art practices, compared to the Leipzig um, context, which is more based around um, representational painting. So although these students... Um, know each other from their Leipzig context, they meet in Berlin, but they still kind of have a Leipzig um, scene. So I think that probably explains these um, sort of imaginary um, geographies that are part of these landscapes of practice. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say the, um, the perfect way to expand on and uh, kind of illustrate these um, broad theoretical frameworks that you've, you've adapted um, and brought into dialogue with with, with geography and, and with questions of art education is through these uh, case studies. And, and you, you mentioned Leipzig, so actually maybe um, if you could say a bit about why you chose Leipzig as a case study and then why you chose the um, comparison with, uh, with Manchester. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm from um, a town called Zwickau that is about an hour and a half by a train south of Leipzig. So I grew up there and did go to Leipzig Art School before I came to London just to explore what they might be able to offer me as an art student. And it was a very sort of formal um, formal setting in which your portfolio that you had to apply with was completely scrutinized. And um, they're very critical there and um, very proud of their education offer. 
And um, but I decided to move to London to get away from where I grew up, and um, and still was very interested always in what's happening with the Leipzig art scene. So um, I think that drew me back to going to Leipzig and um, do some research um, on um, for my master's thesis actually on um, the impact that artists have um, on the um, urban environment because there's a lot of um, artist-led activities, a lot of um, what they call off spaces, which is like artist-led spaces. And um, that really has changed the kind of um, feel of the urban environment in um, particular districts in Leipzig. So that was where um, I did my master's research and um, really it emerged from that that the art school had such an important role in embedding um, artists in the city and also um, in shaping the art market, which is um, known for in Leipzig, for the Leipzig School painters and also the new Leipzig School painters. So these are painters who paint in a particular style, uh, which is more representational, traditional, or perhaps surrealist. And um, it kind of um, had always this mythical connotation, Leipzig and the painters, and that really interested me and to find out how that emerged. And then at the same time, um, I um, wanted to find a case study in the UK as I wanted to do the research comparatively um, of a city with a similar kind of geographical um, configuration and also the research had to be practical for me because I was living in between London and Berlin at the time doing my PhD jointly between King's College London and Humboldt University so I had to choose quite wisely which places I can navigate for this research and um, so I went to Manchester because I did attend the conference there and I met a few artists who um, kind of made me feel like that uh, Manchester uh, is very similar in terms of the um, kind of infrastructure that artists use in um, these um, cotton mills. And Leipzig has a lot of them, a lot of the empty um, sort of industrial infrastructure. And then I approached the art school in Manchester, the Manchester School of Art, which is um, part of the uh, Manchester Metropolitan University. and um, I was really welcomed with open arms um, and um, I think that really made um, a difference for me and this this is why I wanted to work with the uh, fine art department there at Manchester School of Art because I experienced some kind of problems with the Leipzig Academy in um, sort of stepping into the art school which was um, in the Leipzig Academy a lot more sort of fragmented. They didn't really like having um, an outsider, a researcher, to come and investigate what they were doing. Whereas at the Manchester School of Art, um, I was extremely welcomed and they were making everything possible for me to conduct this research and arranging interviews for me, which, whereas compared to Leipzig, that was a whole different story, although I've already had contacts there. I mean, it, 
to an extent, I think you can kind of detect um, that experience as well as, you know, the kind of broader analysis through the book. Um, and some of that I think is grounded maybe in the differences between how the institutions relate to their places and, and how um, that relationship runs, you know, fr- from the studio to um, the city. And, and one of the terms you use for Manchester is this idea about the city being an expanded studio. So it'd be good to hear the kind of the, the story of Manchester, both in terms of, of place, but also maybe actually in, in terms of the, um, the experience of, of students there as well. Yeah, so um, the same way that I was so welcomed into the Manchester School of Art, they also really welcome their students um, and give them a really great experience of arriving. And in the way that they do this, or at the time when I was doing um, my interviews, they used to do, um, to welcome students, they used to do um, like um, tours around the city, but from an artistic perspective. So they... um, used to call this psychogeography or derive um, to um, sort of um, familiarize the students with a situationalist experience. So um, as part of the students' fresher week or induction the week after, they um, arranged for students to meet in specific groups and they gave them different briefs some of which was, for example, you take a map of a different city and you walk this map in Manchester and you end up in very different locations that you would never, ever explore um, unless, um, you know, um, there was a particular destination. So um, another um, one of these um, sort of um, procedures was around um, asking students to go out and pick up objects from the street and make sculptures with them. And um, so these kind of experiences really uh, brought these groups of students together. So it was a social experience, but at the same time, it really um, sort of disconnected the students from what they were thinking, what art is, because I believe um, a lot of the students have um, had quite... um, sort of traditional understanding of art and these kind of um, explorations really um, challenged these um, understandings. And it also put the student in a kind of um, potential um, environment in which they feel discomfort or they feel um, challenged um, to be in an environment that is unexpected. And I think this was sort of a wake-up call for a lot of students um, to um, to f- to find out more about themselves, but at the same time finding out a lot more about uh, Manchester as a city that is potentially new to most students as they've recently just moved to Manchester. So these kind of um, situationist experiences really um, fulfilled three things, the social, um, the connection with place, and the introduction to what an art school education might be. How did that compare with Leipzig, um, both actually in terms of the different uh, curriculum, but but also actually I, I got a real sense of a, um, and, and actually you've mentioned it already, but, you know, a real sense of a split in the students uh, between particular art forms as well. So it's not just a, 
the idea of like Leipzig compared to Manchester, but I think we've got comparisons between Leipzig and Manchester and then comparisons between different artistic practices too. Yeah. So um, again, Manchester has a fine art course that isn't really so structured in pathways. Everyone does fine art and then later on you decide what practice you want to focus in. In Leipzig is very different. When the students arrive, they are um, studying artistic techniques for two years, which is part of their um, sort of basic introductory um, course called Grundkurs. And um, so they are being familiarized with drawing, with um, filmmaking and with all the um, sort of workshops that they can go through. And after two years, they then only start their studio practice. So there's very little or less um, experimentation in the first two years. And... Um, At the same time, however, students branch out and uh, develop their own artist-led activities outside in the city because it's so cheap or used to be so cheap to um, just get any space for free to um, display some of their work. But yeah, the education experience in Leipzig is much more formal and um, they don't, uh, they didn't until um, this one professor joined um, the school do any of uh, any of this kind of situationalist um, experiences however they did uh, they did start with a um, collaboration between the art school the art academy and um, the uh, Leipzig University geography department so they did similar things as in Manchester but for a um, particular group of students that was interested in this so it's not a mandatory or introductory thing for everyone. It's only for those students who are interested in it. And um, so art students and geography students collaborated and they developed um, artworks in response to um, either meeting institutions in the city, going for walks around the city, uh, documenting um, the urban environment, whether that's through photography or film, just to give some examples of um, what they were doing. And um, so um, what really develops in the third year at the Leipzig Academy is these different kind of communities of practice, if you want to refer them like to this concept um, around the different practices that um, you work in, whether it is um, painting, whether it is media art, um, And each of these art forms has got um, a professor that, again, has a very particular way of teaching. And the students are allocated to these professors according to their um, sort of personal uh, practice interests. So it becomes a lot, a lot more fragmented in a way. And um, um, that's also the experience that you have between uh, potentially the art school and um, the outside uh, art scene so um, people like to be a little bit more exclusive in order to potentially protect their knowledge or protect their um, their practice this is absolutely not what the book is about uh, and it's a slightly cheeky question but obviously the book you know is comparative in nature um, and you know towards the end of the book you know in, in the conclusion you um, you know, really kind of bring out um, the, the comparative element. But I'm just wondering, 
and, you know, as I say, this is quite a cheeky question. Do, do, do you have a sense of like one approach being kind of better or, or worse? Or are we just talking about, you know, two just very different um, approaches to the possibility, this very open possibility of what an art school and an art education is? Um, yeah, I mean, I can give you some example here that, for example, uh, the Manchester School of Art staff really highly regarded Leipzig Academy because they were teaching um, a very particular practice, which then made the city and the art school known for something very particular so that they could attract students from all over the world um, who are interested in studying this particular way of painting. And um, I'm just saying this on behalf of sort of the Manchester School of Art Painters, and they really look in awe uh, at Leipzig Academy. Uh, however, that's not the only way of being successful. Um, uh, I think what the great benefit of something like the Manchester School of Art um, model of fine art education is, is that um, you uh, prepare a lot of st- students to, um, um, to see the world as you know, this global environment that you can navigate and that you should look beyond your city as well and um, explore opportunities to um, to have galleries in London while at the same time have a studio in Manchester. That's possible. And um, so I think they didn't restrict themselves on this particular way of um, teaching and developing a practice, but um, just uh, developing the curiosity of students to look beyond of what they already know. And I think, um, yeah, there's, um, I wouldn't say there is one model that works better. It's, um, I guess it depends on also the personalities that are available to teach in these art schools and how long they are staying at the art school. That has a potential to then, um, over long term, really define your, um, your institution. But also if you have institutions where staff change more regularly, more regularly there's a lot more um, opportunity for innovation. Whereas somewhere in Leipzig has been sort of coined um, for this particular practice that people might consider outdated. And then you live with this after image of this particular you know, Leipzig school or new Leipzig school. And um, it's also hard to sort of shake this um, reputation off. I mean, there's loads more questions we could get into. You know, the the book covers uh, the kind of cultural policy and educational policy context of of England uh, and Germany. Um, There's there's a lot of stuff about, you know, um, the kind of particular uh, experiences of students as much as, as there are about institutions. But I, I'd like to conclude with, with maybe a more general question that speaks um, to, to, to the book's analysis, um, but also, you know, kind, kind of thinks, thinks forward, which I guess is about the future of this place-based relationship, uh, not just, you know, because of COVID and things like access to studios and, and stuff like that, but but just in terms of how, you see that um, kind of importance of place in, in the very different ways uh, between um, Manchester and Leipzig continuing, um, or, or do you think it might be reconfigured? So I think um, there needs to be a renewed focus or even just the first focus on um, art school leaders on um, 
understanding what's the importance of place. And I think um, I think that was one of the aims of the book is for them to to uh, understand how they can communicate with people beyond themselves in order to um, really explain the value of art schools and in particular fine art education. Because I see there to be a danger that um, our subject area um, might be sort of phased out and numbers of students will be lower and there'll be less funding for it. Um, and at the same time, um, um, for geographers or social scientists to be able to um, conduct more research in this area so that, again, um, the value of fine art education in art schools can be sufficiently evidenced. I think that's really important. And the book should also be, um, you know, an inspiration for art students to um, think beyond their discipline and um, have an interest in um, how they can see the world through, you know, social science methods in a way. I hope that answers your question. But do uh, prompt me if I can give you more detail. Um, I think maybe I'd ask a broader question, which is about your own practice, um, which I think, you know, is related to the analysis in the book and the work you're doing at the uh, London School of Mosaic. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, while I was doing my PhD, I did help set up the London School of Mosaic out of an interest that I've been volunteering doing Mosaic as a public art practice for many years. And um, our practice is very much perceived as a kind of hobbyist activity that um, older ladies do as short courses. However, that's really uh, reactionary to view it like that because there's a lot of young people with enormous technical skills doing mosaics for churches and other sort of building sites. And I was quite interested in, you know, facilitating how our subject could be um, taught at higher education level. So we set up um, the London School of Mosaic in 2017 and um, really trying to... Um, implement some of the things that I've uh, researched and uh, setting up um, a small little independent art school um, that can teach um, a very particular discipline um, that is quite technical. So that's quite different to fine art. But um, we're really creating like an environment um, around the art school with a canteen, with artist studios and um, during COVID, what this has shown, having a very small um, art school, is that we've just had much more oversight over um, um, our students and making sure they can continue to study with us and we're being flexible and able to still accommodate the students physically here at the school where they can still use our materials, our studios. And in comparison to these bigger um, arts institutions, um, uh, particular in the UK where people pay high fees, you just don't have that luxury of time and flexibility. In the German institution, I haven't so much followed on what they're doing in response to COVID, but again, they have much more flexibility with the time and extending the student's um, term because um, there's less of a burden attached to the student to be paying fees. So... Um, yeah, we've been very um, responsive to uh, what the students 
need. And I think that's quite important with an art school education that you don't just frame it into a three-year time frame and that you need a little bit more of um, um, flexibility with the time for students to develop their practice because you can't sort of put a price tag and time uh, sort of deadline onto um, developing an artistic practice. Because if you do, I think there's... um, so from the perspective of the UK context, there's the danger that artists are sort of released into the professional world without um, without being ready yet. I mean, it's, it's incredible to see that relationship, I think, between an institution and the academic analysis in the book. Mm. Yeah, I think... Um, in terms of from, again, the art school perspective, there's very little um, internal um, analysis from an, a sort of academic or more social science background. And I think that's what this book does, is to really survey um, for the first time, really, I think uh, what um, this fine art education is um, and and how it can be evidenced. And I think a lot of the art schools still struggle to have this kind of internal critical lens on themselves. They would do research around, um, I don't know, critical theory, philosophy, but they're not really um, looking at themselves from a critical sort of point of view as much as they potentially could 